Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm a feminist, but... Hello, Edinburgh! We're back. We're, we're, we're out of the cupboard. We're, we've come out from under the bed, and here we are in Edinburgh. And I'm a feminist, but... I came into the Gilded Balloon here today at the Edinburgh Fringe, and I was sort of... Because I was running a bit late for reasons of incompetence... I, you'd understand if I told you and you'd be like, sure. Um, uh, I was really kind of powering up the steps and a young woman who I suspect was about 18 just said, oh, which show are you going to? And I just said, The Guilty Feminist and kept running because, you know, I didn't want to be all, you know, don't you know who I am? And uh, she's a young woman and she doesn't know, it doesn't matter, fine, 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 fine. And so I was like, she said, oh, sorry, the queue for that is outside <laughs> and around the block. And I said, I'm ashamed, but I said, I'm sure it is, but I am the guilty feminist. <laughs> I've never said that 
to you, when people say to me, are you the guilty feminist? I'm always like, oh, no, I'm Deborah. It's The show is the guilty feminist. Like, we're all guilty feminists. That's the point of the show. It's not the guilty feminist. <laughs> I'm not the one. I'm not saying I'm the one. Like, there's no, there was no others. I hope we're all guilty feminists in a way. Uh, but in that moment, I don't know what overtook me. <laughs> Fringe hubris, I can only assume. <laughs> and uh, on the way down, I will apologise. <laughs> I did. There was a good-natured laugh after that. There was a bit <laughs> Hol- hollow on her part, no doubt. Oh my God, the laugh was so motivist. Um, even though it's tough to follow the president of feminism, um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a feminist, but... Um, I don't have, like, I'm a pansexual, as some of you will know. I, I just... I want to, um, sorry to discuss this at 2 p.m., um, but, like, I'm quite horny, but I don't have the energy for sex with women. I, I just am too lazy. I just want to lay. <laughs> you know cisgendered men are very happy with that. Oh, oh they love it. <laughs> and, and me too, because I'm incredibly lazy. <laughs> If you have brought any underaged people with you today, yeah. this is what they came for. They came to learn. Yeah. Sex with women takes more energy. It does. And I just don't have it. <laughs> it's, it's good to know. Put it out yeah. there at this point. Who has it at the end of the fringe? Um, but if, you know, I guess it's tough because, like, I think people look at, like, queer men and they're, like, always trying to be, like, tops and bottoms. And I just think that real equality is accepting that I'm a lady bottom. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm just a little lady bottom. <laughs> and do you know any lady tops? Holla. Oh, dear. Uh, your DMs are going to be heaving. I'm terrified. Throbbing. <laughs> Deborah, please, we can't get into this. It's 2 p.m. I'm so sorry I was inappropriate. Yeah. You started it. I very much didn't. My story was about an usher. So inappropriate. Who I did not, by any means, have any sexual interaction Really inappropriate, with. actually. <laughs> um, I am a feminist, but... When I walk past a, a building site and, and no one whistles, I think, is that because you're not allowed to anymore or because I'm no longer whistleable? <laughs> and then I sort of hover a little bit in the hope that they'll give me a sign. <laughs> oh, oh, I relate to that so hard. I Just kind of circle back like, I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that so hard because I don't want anybody to sexually harass anyone on the street. I don't no. like catcalling. I don't approve of it. I don't want it, but also I really fear the last time it happens. Yes. Because there is going to be a yes. last day. There's going to be a last one, isn't there? There's going to be a last gonna, one. Yeah. You I won't have had my last one. No. Oh, awful. Oh, oh, also good. Also good. Also good. Sorry, audience. <laughs> Comedians get very fragile at the end of the fringe, so it's, I've never asked this before, but would you mind just somebody just catcalling Rosie Holt? <laughs> oh, oh, yes. It's the most inappropriate thing that's ever happened. That's the guiltiest <laughs> thing that's ever happened to the guilty feminists. Don't do that on the street. <laughs> Only if requested. <laughs> if, if a woman has circled your building site three times, maybe take a fucking hit, boys! 
They're like, do you want directions or to know that you're hot AF? Do you want directions to the fact that you are still sexually viable? Yes. In which case, nice tits. People need to know. Don't, I mean, we said this is so bad. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Also, don't make women feel unattractive. I don't know, boys. You've got a very difficult job on for 2022. It's not easy for you, but think about this. It's been fucking horrible to be a woman for centuries, millennia, and now you've got an uncomfortable 18 months. Enjoy your time. Um... I'm a feminist, but I don't really feel guilty anymore. <laughs> no guilt. I'm I'm fine. I'm a yeah. I'm an okay person. <laughs> and I think, you know, I, I want to be a better person, but I don't want to feel guilty about my deficiencies. I, I think that's a beautiful piece of liberation. Yeah, but also, you. can you fake it for the show? Oh, yeah. I'm a feminist and I'm, I feel real bad about my shortcomings. <laughs> I'm a feminist, but in Edinburgh, I did pause in front of a wedding gown store because I saw something so breathtaking that was just a little bit off the shoulder, mm. but around the top of the ump that would have really suited me. It was the kind of wedding dress that I couldn't get, that I tried to get when I got married and I couldn't get because it also had panelling. And I thought, is it worth going around again? <laughs> Are we ready to start the show? <laughs> then welcome, welcome, welcome to the Guilty Feminist. Please give it up for to be back so excited who are these reserved for this front row is reserved probably for important people in Edinburgh my leg oh your leg uh, oh no I thought you genuinely were not no no I thought your leg, leg was not well but this is a long this would be a long leg um, every seat in this house is filled except the front four which is presumably for some fancy people in Edinburgh TV people or journalists or something who were drinking in another part of the town um, doing cocaine off a back of a car or something I don't know what they do off somebody's flyer they took they no attention of going to the show um, if you are a television person and you're in I'm obviously not talking about you you came um, I love you um, hello, hello. Gosh, it's been a long time, hasn't it? I don't know about you, but in London, we had a global pandemic and <laughs> we couldn't leave the house for ages. So we haven't been able to come to see you because normally, obviously, we come to Edinburgh every year. Um, and we did a big UK tour and we came to Glasgow. Did anyone come to the Glasgow show? <laughs> well, so wonderful that you've come to this one as well. I love you so much. Just give us a cheer if you listen to The Guilty Feminist. <laughs> give us a cheer if you don't know what you're at. Okay, notice how those cheers are less empowered. Less feminist, if you will. Um, so this is The Guilty Feminist, the podcast in which we explore our noble goals as 21st century feminists and our hypocrisies and insecurities, which... Undermine. Excellent. That's as close as I'm ever going to be as being... Uh, that's as close as I'm ever going to get to being a rock star. And you can see I don't deserve to be a rock star because I fluffed the line after I did it. You can't do that. You can't be Paul McCartney and go, she loves you. 
oh, I'm all of a gasp now. I don't know what the next lyric is. Like, that's why I'm not a rock star. That's why I'm a podcaster, because we can take things again. So this is a podcast. That means we're recording it. Um, and you, if you, you'll be able to listen to it. Uh, it's an audio recording. Podcast is basically radio that nobody stops you making. So when you listen to it at home or wherever you listen to it, you'll be able to hear your laugh should you do one. Um, or if you say anything, you don't have to say anything, but anything you don't say will be held... No, sorry, that's not the right thing. Uh, if, we, if I talk to you and you say anything, you'll be able to hear it on the podcast. It'll be all very exciting. Um, can I just ask, has anyone done anything feminist? And I start this... Some of you may have heard me talk about this on the podcast. Just to get us started for an act of feminism that would intimidate nobody. <laughs> and I, I qualify this because Edinburgh is quite... a. You're a town of, I think, quite type A. A lot of people that come to Edinburgh University, you know who you are. <laughs> you were head girl. Um, let's be absolutely honest. Just give us a cheer if you were head girl. <laughs> Am I fucking wrong, Edinburgh? <laughs> this is basically a head girls convention. <laughs> and, it, to, to, and that's just not always the case with the girls. It depends what town I'm in. In Portsmouth, it's a hen night. Um, I love going to Portsmouth precisely because it is a, it's a hen night for sure. But Edinburgh, I just, I know what I'm getting. And I, it's, listen, I'm not saying you're Stratford-upon-Avon, but I did a show there and I had to say to them at the beginning, you, you've brought more intellect than spirit. And, and I told them how brilliantly riotous Sheffield had been the night before. And then they were like, we're not letting Sheffield fucking beat us. We were all head girls. And uh, they raised their game. But when I said an act of feminism that would intimidate nobody, oh, genuinely this happened. A woman put her hand up and said, I co-founded. I went, no! <laughs> Most people will never co-found anything in their lives. It's not that I don't want to hear from you if you co-founded. I just don't want to hear from you first. We'll build. Um, so has anyone got an, an act of feminism that would intimidate nobody, Edinburgh? Uh, yes? I flirted my way into a helicopter to get a picture in it yesterday. I can... Listen, they love it. I can see where the guilty part is. It's hard to see where the feminism part is. I was there. I was there. But not everything every woman does is an act of feminism. Otherwise, there's no need for the movement. It's just women getting out of bed and walking into walls. It's just like... To feminism because it's a woman. There would have to be a feminist reason for getting into the helicopter, or the man who was not letting you get into the helicopter would have had to have patronised you first to, for it to be an act of feminism, I think. Yeah, he patronised me, me first. She now claims. Okay, well, well done for getting into the helicopter. Did you get to fly in it? No, you just got a picture for Instagram. It's 2022, she's Generation Z. It's, it's a foreign country, but I, I'm thrilled you got what you wanted and use that as muscle building for getting something you really want for feminism. Listen, this is all, it's all muscle building. Uh, has anyone got anything else? An act of feminism? Yes. Uh, a boy in my year cat called my friend, so we chased them home. A boy in my year cat called my friend, so I chased them home. <laughs> I'm so sorry for now our rye, I'm a feminist part opening, which was clearly a joke. If, if anyone didn't get that, please don't write in to tell me it was a joke. Okay. You chased him home? Yeah, me and my friends. Did you know the boy? Yeah, he's in my year. Oh, he's in your year. Okay, okay, okay. He's in your year. Just because that could be dangerous otherwise. <laughs> don't, don't chase everyone home who catcalls you in life. 
because it's kind of what they want. <laughs> it's what every cat call is hoping for. And I just, I just shouted, oh, um, I fancy you. I don't know what cat callers say. Um, they don't say that. What did the cat caller do? Was it a whistle? You. 14 and they said nice tits we were 12 when it happened, we when it happened. Yeah. bloody hell that, see that is an act of feminism that I think helicopter <laughs> non-existent 12 year old girls standing up to a boy their age and going you don't say that and we will, we will collectively make sure you understand that with our physical presence that is an act of feminism so lofty that as a 12 year old I can't even imagine so while it's incredible, you have not understood the assignment. <laughs> it is because you... No, it's because you're 14. Your generation standards are so much higher because you are one of the Greta Thunberg number. So you just have these lofty standards that... Gen, I'm Generation X. We didn't, in, we didn't understand feminism until we were well into our 30s. Uh, so this is absolutely incredible. And uh, what's your name? Helena. Helena. Big round of applause for Helena. <laughs> I do feel impressed. I do feel very impressed by teenagers now. Yes. I'm going to show this off to all my friends in the podcast when I get back to school. You're, you're going to you're going to play it to all your friends on the podcast. Uh, yeah. When the podcast comes out, you're going to be like, well, you could have that as a little validation for yourself. You could just keep it. Just a big round of applause for Helena. And anytime you're feeling a bit nervous or anything, <laughs> just have that bit of audio. Big round of applause for Helena. You are an incredibly impressive young feminist. It's so nice to meet you. Oh, thank you. The rest of you can go. Helen and I need to do a bonding session now. Um, anybody else got a, a small act of feminism? Mini one. Doesn't have to be good. Yes. So just for the listeners at home, I just need to say it's the mic. Uh, what's your name? I'm Deb. Deb. I'm Deb. Hey. Um, Deb just said, I just left my husband at home to organise a social event to come here. He'll definitely fuck it up. <laughs> Loving it. Loving it. Emotional labour. Spread it out. It's just, I mean, ask yourself. I recently did... I did, was planning a birthday for somebody and I did so many different things and I said to a man, could you just get the birthday card? I swear to you he brought a card that said a note for you and it was just one of those ones that people keep in their drawer in case they've got to do a thank you to a neighbour just for collecting their milk. I don't know what year I think this is. Uh, and it's 1954 but that's the kind of card that they had in 1954 to give to a neighbour for and I was like, what is this? This doesn't say happy birthday. And he was like, oh, I just had it. And I was like, I'm sure you did. It said to be a birthday card. That was his one assignment. Men can't... And he was gay. You'd think more of a gay man. But it wasn't... Uh. And I asked for wrapping paper as well, because I'd organised the present. He brought the wrapping paper I had sent to him to wrap this person's Christmas present. So we had Christmas wrap, left over. Good for the environment, but... So they do fuck it up, but, but sometimes you've got to say, please, can you help with this? Sometimes you've got to say that. Um, has anyone got an act of feminism they'd like our help with? Does anyone need signatures, support, money? 
an act of feminism, anything going on in Edinburgh or wherever you've come from that you think, yeah, I could use help? Yes. So what's your name? Big round applause for Sophie! Sophie, I'll, oh, all right, yeah, come up, absolutely. No, 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 come up, come up. No, no. Oh, I'll never stop a feminist who wants to come up onto a stage, ever, ever, ever in my life. No, absolutely. Most people have just come down the front. So, no, no, I'm so thrilled because I think that's a thing that sometimes women and people of minority genders do. They go, oh, well, I wouldn't be able to go on the actual stage. I'll just crouch like a goblin (laughs) and say, I'm running something. (laughs) I already work 40 hours a week, but the other 40 hours is now spent in pursuit of a project for literacy for refugees. And if anybody... I'm just going to... I'm just going to lie I can't really stand at the moment because I'm so exhausted. But... And you've gone, no, I deserve a platform, I deserve a light, I deserve a stage. And I think that's an incredible thing. So, uh, so Sophie, big round of applause for Sophie! Okay. Go on. So, some friends at uni that I know from uni are running two campaigns at the minute. Um, the first is to make stealthing a criminal offence in Scotland, because it currently isn't. So, stealthing? The non-consensual removal of condoms during sex. Oh. So, so it's a campaign to stop the non-consensual removal of condoms during sex. Yes. Okay. And is then, that mic working? Yeah? yeah? yeah. Okay. okay. Um, and then some other friends are running a campaign for buffer zones around abortion clinics in Scotland. Buffer zones around abortion clinics in Scotland? to those campaigns what do you need uh, follow us on follow two accounts on social media at Cert Scotland and at Back of Scotland sorry so first one is just get your phones out because you can't you won't remember <laughs> you're at the fringe you're going to see four shows after this you'll never remember you go what was that thing I don't know uh, it would sound good though let's google it no we've got the wrong one now we can't, we can't remember everyone get their phones out who's interested and uh, yes at Cert Scotland C-E-R-T Scotland C-E-R-T Scotland yes um, and then back off Scotland for the uh, abortion clinic buffer zones. Back off Scotland. Yes. And also write to your MPs, MSPs to support the campaign. Um, I think there are email templates on both of their websites. Great. So you should all go check that out. And do you need money? Uh, I, I'm no longer involved, sadly, because I've graduated. But I, would be- I think so, yeah. Everybody okay, so get out. involved. Are there URLs as well that they can find off the back of the the programs or could they just DM if they um, think they can help with volunteering or money or anything else? Yeah, yeah. Um, message them on Instagram or Facebook. Message them on Instagram or Facebook and uh, get involved if you are in Scotland and you want to support their students doing it. Are yes, they? students. So you want to support those students with money, with volunteering, with just support, with sharing their content and saying, hey, everyone should get behind this. And don't always share it just online. I think it's just retweet things. I've really won now for going into WhatsApp groups and finding the richest person in there <laughs> and going, do you know what? I think you'd really... Because you are a person... This is sometimes... This is a good strategy. You are a person of integrity. I always think that. <laughs> And I know how socially conscious you are. And I know you're always looking to do more. And I know you don't have a lot of time. But you do have a lot of money. <laughs> and that's why you don't have a lot of time. Because you're working a lot and things like that. And I think you would love to support this organisation, what these young people are doing. And people are very responsive to that because they feel embarrassed not to be. Um, Sophie, you're doing the... Do, I was going to say the Lord's work. <laughs> yeah, d- d- definitely not for the buffer zones. <laughs> I don't know. I 
think she's all about choice. I think she's all about choice. I mean, since the Garden of Eden, she went, yeah, they're going to do what they want. Thank you so much for Sophie! All right. My co-pilot for the day apparently has left a glass of whiskey in her place, like Dave Allen. Uh, She is one of my favourite human beings and one of my favourite comedians. She is a guilty feminist favourite. I just said backstage, I basically think of her as Oprah. Put your hands together and make incredible noises for the wonderful Kima Bob! Kima, come and sit down. Is that yours? Oh, I love that. And Uh, why didn't you bring me one? It's um, Red Bush tea. Oh, it looks like whiskey. I know, isn't that fun? What a nice little illusion. It's theatre. <laughs> it does. It looks like Dave Allen's whiskey. You won't is know who Dave Allen is, I don't think. But he's... I, I literally don't, but I respect him. <laughs> An Irish comedian who was on television in Australia a lot in the 80s. He Great. Used to... Do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. Definitely born in 1994 in Texas, so I would have I missed a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> He, was, he used to sit in a chair. He used to do stand-up, but sitting in a sort of high stool, didn't he? And he had like a three-piece suit. Don't know why I'm asking these people. They don't know. Just give us a cheer if you remember Dave Allen. Yeah, see, look, they're my people. Um, the point is, he always had a glass of whiskey, and you are now not just a young Oprah, but you are also yeah, a young Dave yeah. Allen. <laughs> so we were backstage, and Debs was like... <laughs> I was, I think, I don't know, the, I don't remember the context. Oh, I was like, oh, I've been out, like, all night, all week. And she was like, what? I feel like you're so grounded. And she was like, like a young Oprah. And I was like, excuse me, let's freeze right there. If you could say that into my phone so I can listen to someone calling me a young Oprah every morning, that would be incredible. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's get the audience to say it. So, first of all. And then um, we'll just have it. Oh, my God. Is this, I don't mean to get so, like, astro on you guys, um, but, like, Pisces, Sun, Cancer, Moon, Aries, Rising. Um, but there was, like, uh, a new moon, and that you manifest under a new moon. And I feel like this is a giant manifestation, and so <gasps> it's, a, it's a very big moment, actually. I think I might cry. Okay. Uh, so what you're going to say together, so, and then we'll give Kima the recording, is, Kima, you are a young Oprah. One, two, three. Kima, you are a young Oprah. Excellent. <laughs> I want teen girls to be just, like, insanely confident. Do you know what I mean? You have your wish. (laughs) I've never met... I've never met... And I just... But I just love it. But it's because they're the first generation of autodidacts where they've learnt everything. I have no idea what that means. It's it's when... You know, when you... You you do. It's when you you teach yourself. Because they had the... They grew up with the internet. When I grew up, I only had what my teachers and my parents told me and what was in the Encyclopedia Britannica. Wow. And those were the facts as they were. Yeah. And so, but if I could have gone on the internet... Found out so many things. And yeah. then you become, like, autonomous. And then, exactly, and then you can teach your teachers, which yeah. teachers love, by the way. <laughs> and you can teach your mother about feminism, which they're so open to. Um, they are, though. They are actually now. Like, so many women have said to me, 
I got into this podcast because my teenage daughter or my yeah, 21-year-old yeah. daughter made me listen. And at first I was like, don't you tell me. I was down f- mm. protesting before you were a thought. And, da, 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 da. and then they're like, oh, okay, all right. I might need to catch up here. Uh, and it's really wonderful to see that, to see mothers and daughters come together. Helen, yeah. are, you, are you with your mum today? Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say, I don't know if it's Helen only, or Helen and her friends, or all girls, but when she was much younger at primary school, and I was trying to introduce feminists to her, she couldn't get it. And I'm thinking, fucking great, because she mm. doesn't think that men are better than women, or she's mm. going to be mistreated in any way. It was just so foreign to her. Yeah. But, you know, she had to be confident. She was already confident. She didn't... Anyway, that's what I want to say. And then she started high school. And things change. Now she has to fight. Yeah. yeah but then yeah. it seems like she's yeah. just taken it and run with it and gone, oh, yeah. used that confidence to go, yeah. okay, well, if there is this big disparity, I'm not having it. No, but I'm saying when we were little, the Generation X, from a much younger age, we thought mm. boys were better than us. Mm. No, well, I, I don't know that was, I thought some of us, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think in, yeah. especially, like, depending on what, like, uh, community, culture, etc., is oftentimes taught. Um, right? Like, even the, down to the fact that a lot of boys don't have to learn how to wash clothes. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Or wash dishes, you know? Yeah, it's very true. There were yeah. certainly huge disparities, and there were things I thought they could do. Mm. In my heart, I knew they weren't better, though. <laughs> uh, thank you so much! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hello, Guilty Feminist. This is Deborah. We have three recordings live coming up at King's Place in London, the 24th of October, the 21st of November, and the 14th of December. And tickets will be on sale soon for The Guilty Feminist Presents Campus Christmas on Saturday, the 3rd of December. It'll be an incredible lineup featuring me and Tom Allen hosting Rosie Jones, Larry Dean, Kima, Bob, Susie Ruffle, Sophie Duker and Rob Diamond and Russell Tovey from Talk Art, plus some incredible music and other acts. It will be camp, it will be fabulous, and all proceeds will go to the Say It Loud Club, run for and by LGBTQ plus refugees fleeing homophobic oppression. For more information about all these shows and to book tickets, which you want to do right now, go to guiltyfeminist.com. And why not support the show and get ad-free episodes by going to patreon.com forward slash guilty feminist. If you would like to support the show in another way, go and rate, review and subscribe or follow friend, whatever 
the podcast. It helps other people find it. And now back to the podcast. I'm so excited about our guest today because I've wanted to have her on forever, um, mostly because she really was one of the main people who got me through the pandemic. Mm. She is an actor and writer, best known for her viral internet videos on Twitter, skewering the political landscape since the pandemic began. Please welcome Shorten Award winner, the incredible Rosie Hart! Hello. Hi. Rosie Holt, uh, you are incredible. Um, if anybody doesn't know your videos and your characters, could you please explain? Um, well, as you say, they're, they're satire. Sorry, my voice is really, it's really going. It's the fringe. Um, so I have two characters I use a lot. One is an MP. And basically, I always found it funny that you'd get MPs go on these programmes and they'd have to defend something the government did. And it always looked like they were improvising. Mm-hmm. Like someone said, okay, you have to, you have to defend Boris going to five parties now go and so I have this character who who's an MP defending the government and lots of people think it's real and get very cross um, and tell me to resign you're, you're so good you're so good it really doesn't help that Tez Ilias another comedian every time comes on and argues with you as if you're real and then people tell Tez Ilias it's satire and yeah. don't realise you're friends I just I, I enjoy the ever decreasing circles of irony on the, on the, on the, on the internet are just it's so wonderful very, yeah it's very meta it's very meta mm. and confusing it's very multiverse <laughs> yes. Yeah, it looks like Spider-Man, but political and a bit dull. Yeah. I can, I can only so assume good. Marvel will be calling any day, and they should be. Um, what inspired you to do these characters, and were you surprised by the response that you got? Yeah, so the first character I did was this character um, who's now morphed into a character who has her own podcast called Harriet Langley Swindon. And um, she. it was during uh, lockdown one when they were... The, they, um, Sadiq Khan posted that he was taking down a statue because it was a slave owner and there were lots of very angry people in the comments going how dare you, you're destroying history um, and democracy and so I put a video up pretending to be one of these people saying um, you know they're destroying history just like Stalin did who incidentally I have a statue of in my garden <laughs> and it went viral and I had lots of people uh, tweeting me going how dare you have a statue of Stalin in your garden <laughs> take it down um, so it went from there really but it was <laughs> have you taken it down just to be clear for this audience I just really appreciate history so I'm still there I think it's so incredible because like um, a lot of the times like politics can be inaccessible and I think like using comedy to kind of inform people like it takes energy it takes intelligence and i really commend you for doing it thank you yeah man it's sad yeah yeah Yeah. well done i think unpacking things with comedy it really disarms people Mm. um often when people are feeling very lectured or hectored or you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong which is a lot of that on the internet Mm. it it's a human response to put up your guard Mm. and that's not to say we should or that's not our best response but, and we can fight that and go, well, hold on, what are they really trying to say? But I think the role of satire is, is just cannot be overstated because if you can laugh at an, an attitude you might have by seeing it being parodied uh-huh, by someone uh-huh. else, you can go, 
I can be like that. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, that's the sort of thought. My first thought was like, I don't want to destroy history. And, I, and you know, my, my second thought was, hold on, that man, all he did was enslave people. He didn't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Hold on, why, why is there a statue to him? You don't have a statue to Fritzl. Yeah. Like, why? Why would you... <laughs> It's true, though. You don't. Well, if a white person kidnaps people and enslaves yeah. them, you, you nobody puts up a statue. Well, they do, but just in basement because <laughs> that's what he would have wanted. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Colston in Bristol, because that is literally all he did, and then some people go, he did philanthropy. With the money <laughs> he took from enslaving, kidnapping people and enslaving them. But even now on Wikipedia... Um, I almost don't want to say this because it's in my upcoming book and someone will change it if I say this. Mm. But um, I say this to you. No, I do want them to change it. At the time of writing, I'll say, uh, mm. uh, his, the enslavement of people it is under career. Wow. <laughs> it's like it's fucking his LinkedIn entry. Still, even his statues come down and still, it's, an, it's like his LinkedIn entry. That's, that's hilarious. It's horrible, isn't it? It's really, really horrible. That's so, like early life, career, personal kind of left slavery. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Was really into enslaving people, actually. Yeah, it, yeah, I, shocking. I find the whole conversation around it really bizarre because I'm, I'm one, one um, interview I mocked was on talk radio where he, they, were, they were sort of defending these slave owners and they were going, look, it was a different time. It was a different time back then. And, you know, why are we judging them with the standards of today? Huh? Which is, is bonkers, but also back then you did have a lot of people protesting against slavery and going, this is, this is bad. So it wasn't like everyone was going, no, guys, they're happy, this is fine. This is what we yeah. do. Yeah. This yeah. is what we but do. But it, it doesn't matter that it was a long time ago. It was always horrendous. Yeah. It was done yeah. through dehumanisation. A thousand percent. Even when you go back, back before, like, um, chattel slavery, even if you go back to, like, say the people that, like, built the pyramids, it's still very fucked up. It doesn't matter how ingrained in culture it is. You're, like, subjugating other humans to horrible stuff. Ah, guys, sorry, sorry. Welcome to my TED Talk on slavery. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about some other characters, because nobody thought this was going to be about slavery so much. Yeah, sorry, no, it's going to be slavery. I also have a character who is um, an MP's wife, and she's always defending him because obviously we had um, the Angela Rayner leg crossing debacle um, uh, where Angela Rayner dared to cross her legs in uh, Parliament, which of course distracted Boris Johnson oh my God. From, from his uh, arguing. Naturally. So um, I, I had He a, loves a leg. He just loves a leg. The man that loves a leg on a leg. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how any of us are concentrating at the moment because we've all got our legs crossed. Kim is distracting me, I'm distracting Rosie, Rosie's distracting Kim. It's very <laughs> sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cruel almost. Um, so, so, uh, and what are your favourite characters to do? Uh, well, the the MP is very fun to do because it just keeps happening. They keep wheeling out MPs. <laughs> so there always seems to be material for it. Yeah. Have you? If if we are cursed with Liz Truss, as it looks like we might be going to be, yeah. um, have you got anything? that's in because you don't do impersonations do you You, you're doing a character that could live in that world which I really I love I love impersonations as well and I love what Jess Robinson does yeah Um, but I I love a character that could inhabit that world that people could go as you say they often mistake it for a real person Mm. is there anyone in the in in our horrendous Liz Truss future that you can see inhabiting that world or one of your current characters getting more grotesque it's really interesting isn't it I mean it's terrible because it looks like it will be Liz Truss and part of me wants it to for my career. 
Jess Robinson said the same thing. Yeah. And I have to say, no. <laughs> no. No. It's like, it's like in America, we're like, oh, Joe Biden is just less hilarious than that blonde fool. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only thing is, is Labour has got a much better chance of beating Liz Truss at the next election than Rishi Sunak. So, yeah. in a way, I don't know what I'm hoping for anymore. I don't know, because I don't... It's not like I'm massively inspired by Keir Starmer. No. So what am I hoping for? It's awful when you're going, oh, the destruction of the world would make my life a bit better. Mm. It wouldn't. I don't really think that. Well, but it's very like, um, uh, like having a last dance on the Titanic vibes. <laughs> like, you know, like, this is all going to shit, but I'm going to try to squeeze a little bit more joy out of it. Yeah, I feel like activism now is trying to get vulnerable people some of the better deck chairs on the Titanic, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Sort of like going, it's going, well, this is a nice one, and you're, you've not got a deck chair at all. It's all the rich people in the deck chairs. Could we yeah. use some of these deck chairs for some of the more vulnerable people? Could we allow the working class people to at least come up and see the deck before Just it goes down? Yeah. yeah, exactly. They're all, they're all dancing in the hull. Uh, and it'd be nice for them to see some fresh air before it goes down. And, yeah, I, and a lot of them have been complaining about that Colston statue down there. And it's like, <laughs> and like a bit of space. Do you think we could tip Colston over just before yeah. we go fully down? Plum- oh, we're, we're all oh, yeah. plunging. Colston and the rest of us are all plunging to the centre of the earth. But oh, still, society. <laughs> but I still have hope. I have hope because of Helena's generation and because of, mm. you know, people are trying. A lot of people are trying very hard all of the time. It's true. Or most of the time. And I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like, I don't know, like we could really make a change. And maybe it starts here today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rosie, can I ask you, can I ask you, what's your show this year about? Um, so my show is called The Woman's Hour and it's all the different voices that make up... Um, our political discourse. So I've got the MP in there, but I've also got um, a rather unpleasant far-left character, and I've got a Russell Brand character, but it's female, because I thought that would be funny. Um, Oh, what's the female Russell Brand like? I can't uh, even imagine. But a few people go, oh, that's a bit... um, Were you worried about that after they've seen it? You want me, that's a bit brave. And then I think, oh, I wasn't worried, but now I am. Um, but it's interesting that it's brave for a woman to be Russell Brand. Yeah. Because it's not brave for a man to be well, Russell that's, Brand. That's what... In my opinion. That's kind of very why I wanted unbrave. To, to do it, yeah. Because I thought he wouldn't, you know, without... I, he wouldn't have got away with half the things he'd got away with if he was a woman. No. He would be so unlikable as a woman. Yeah. Imagine if a woman came out and went on about all her sexual conquests and talked in inaccessible language because they thought that was sort of, you know, surprising because they had uh, a working-class accent. Yeah. No one would like that person. And rang up an old man and was like, I slept with your grandson, he's a slut. It just wouldn't happen. people hate a, like, messiah complex on a woman. They yeah. hate it. They hate it when a lady thinks she's Jesus. And I'm tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> it it's true, though, because one of his shows was called Messiah Complex. I know it's a comedy. I know it's satirical. But it also, with Russell Brand, it kind of isn't. You know, like, yeah. it is... Yeah. He has got that air about him that he's Jesus and he wears these sort of low-cut shirts like he's the Pirate King and... You know, and he has got that kind of swaggering arrogance. For a woman, you can only do that if you're satirising. Yeah. A, a, an actual real woman cis or trans, swaggering out to that level 
is just it would just be so people would find it so unappealing that person would never have a career and we still just don't there's so many disparities like that the sort of unlikability quote unquote of Hillary Clinton mm. um, and some people may un- dislike Hillary Clinton and have all sorts of problems with her politics but I don't think that's what was going on mm. I think what was going on was sort of nationwide misogyny, that a hatred that a woman yeah. would put herself forward. A bit of a who does she think she is? Yeah. yeah. And she is, she was so much more qualified than he was. Mm. But there wasn't, and it wasn't just that he won, it was that there was a, a real livid hatred mm. for her putting herself forward. And there's still never been a female president in America. Do you think Kamala Harris might do it? I mean, it kind of depends on when this man dies, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> But hasn't he said he's not running? He's just he's he's only wants to do one term because he's very old and he wants Kamala to do the next term. He's probably found out about his imminent death. (laughs) Do you think she do you think she could win it? I mean, it depends Um, who's who's up who's up for the Republicans. But do you know, like, I feel like uh, the like polarization left, right, etc. I don't know, like, uh, I think people are still a bit mad that, like, a black man was the president. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And now you have, like, a, like, black and South Asian woman. Oh. It's a lot, isn't it? They might need a little more time to to cool off and forget. (sighs) I'm so sad about that, though, because that's exactly who should be running America. Do you know what I mean? But they're like, "Mm, I don't know if the air of blackness is out of the White House. Like, give it a few more years to air out before we'll make that mistake again. I feel like that's kind of... America's fucked up. I've bes- and now I live here. <laughs> In some ways, probably out of the fire into the frying pan. Mm. But it's still pretty hot. It- I know. It's so funny because people are like... And this is uh, whatever. But people uh, are like, oh, wow. I bet it's so much better for you as, like, a black person here. And it's just kind of like... I bet you do bet that. (laughs) You're going to lose your money thinking those thoughts if you keep betting like that. (laughs) Don't put your house on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, should you be lucky enough to have one in Britain? (laughs) You only have one because you bought it ages ago. Deborah, we don't have time to talk about the cost of living crisis, please. (laughs) Please, Deborah, I'm hungover. This is... (laughs) That sounds like one of Rosie Holt's characters, trying not to talk about the cost of living crisis. We don't Um, have time. What would your MP say about the cost of living crisis? Um, She'd probably just sort of tell people to um, don't switch the lights on, draw draw the curtains, locate to Greece for a couple of months, sit it out. Well, we really look forward to seeing more of you. Do you have a television show in the brewing? I don't know. I don't know. I, I've, um, I don't think so. I mean, I've got, I'm, I'm having lots of vague, you know, vague yeah, chats. Meetings. Oh, I love yeah, meetings. I love a meeting. Yeah. 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 No. It would be such a shame. I would love to watch, like, 30 minutes of you in my house. <laughs> I, would, I would love that too, Kima. I would love nothing more. I really hope you... There were some other people that really got us through the pandemic. There was... 
will his slot really help me get through the pandemic? Michael um, Spicer, and there were some other incredible comics that really helped me get through. I hope that they throw loads of money at all of you and just say everyone who, all those sketch comics who got us through the pandemic recording in their wardrobes, uh, we'd love to give you some money now and you can entertain us on the TV to get us through the cost of living crisis. It's really hard when you're saying that, all I could hear was money. That's all I can hear. It's absolutely fair enough. Well, then we're in a crisis. You need it. Yeah. Um, Listen, we've got only an hour here, so we've got to close. uh, But we've got a phenomenal final act for you. Um, And before I bring them on, can I have a huge round of applause for our incredible guest today, Rosie Holt? My co-pilot today, who's had a long fringe, and she's come here to bring everything and leave it on the stage for you, the wonderful Kima Bob. The young Oprah. Uh, don't forget to look at all the amazing, uh, all the amazing content that Sophie directed you to. Uh, you can help. A big round of applause for Sophie and, of course, Helena. And to bring this show to a riotous close and make you leave feeling like you've had a better time than you've had, please, please welcome to the stage the wonderful Flo and Joan. You all right? Good enough. Um, thank you very much for having us. Um, it's so lo- I mean, I'm sure a million people told you, it's so lovely being out um, with people and not by yourself with your own thoughts and regrets. You were in the corner of the room And I was in the middle Trying to work up the nerve To come and talk to you Then you came over, thank God Put out your hand And I shook your thumb and I said Hey, nice to meet you Then you left And I'm gonna think about that For the rest of my life the rest of my life, oh yeah. Ten years later, and I was in a Tesco Express. Saw you by the freezers and I thought I'm gonna talk to you. Cause I need to show you that I am cool. And that I know how to shake a hand. Touch you on the shoulder. And I said, hey, you said, hey. I said, remember me, I'm the girl from the party who shook your thumb and said, hey, nice to meet you. You said, I'm sorry, I don't remember that. I said, no worries, my friend, I think about it constantly. (laughs) Then you left. Then I walked away, tripped over a tower of beans and tried to run out the shop, but the door didn't open and our face planted the window. Set off all the burglar alarms I don't know you saw Now I'm gonna think about thinking about you Thinking about me, thinking about that For the rest of my life For the rest of my life Oh yeah My brain is filled with all the things That I have ever done wrong And all 
wore the colours on Joseph's coat And that's it I don't remember anything I learnt in school But I do remember the time in a restaurant Where I ordered spaghetti blobbernese And the time I walked in on my friend's mum in the bath And the time on a tube when I grazed a woman's boob And said, sorry I just touched your boob And she said, oh I didn't notice And I said, great, nice to meet you. Can I think about you, thinking about me, thinking about my friend's mom in the bath, my mental health is, yeah, for the rest of my life. And yellow and green. Ruby and olive and violet and fawn and lilac and gold and chocolate and mauve. It's 2060 and I'm on a walk. Even with my cataracts, I'll clock you in the corner of the park. This is it. Now's my chance. I'm riddled with arthritis. But even if it kills me, and it could, I will shake your hand, tapped you on the shoulder. And I said, hey, you said, <sighs> I said, it's me again, the girl from the party in the Tesco Express. You said, I'm sorry, I don't remember you. I said, no worries, but my dying wish is to shake your hand. You said, okay, and we did. And in that moment, 80 years of worrying what people think of me melted away. <laughs> then as I walked away, I slipped on a yogurt, hit my head on the pavement, farted and died. <laughs> so now I'm going to spend my afterlife thinking about you, thinking about me,
Uh, Ali, is there any chance we could just do something with these mics? Because I don't want to slow up the show because we've only got an hour. Um, and is Ali there? Just, I feel like it's blocking some people's view. Uh, is it okay if I take off the sparkly cape? It's so hot. <laughs> You've seen it now. You get the idea. Um, excellent. Thank you. Uh, no, I just wondered... Sorry, Ali. Sorry, I thought this would be seamless. <laughs> just these... I've left these mics in a way... I should have just done it myself because I thought it would be quicker and turns out it would be much slower if I then explain it. Do you see what I mean? I feel like it's masking us for some people. Big round applause for Ali, everybody! See, it is seamless when Ali does it. Um, not when I do it. Um... The Guilty Feminist is provided exclusively from Acast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com